0: He'll make it alright. Right. 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 Whatever, Whatever you want. God is able. God is able. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. He'll, supply. He'll supply. Whatever is broken. Whatever is broken. He can fix it. He'll Uh, through our app, and um, if you can't make it to service, so don't forget about that. We always want to make sure we give opportunity to uh, so seeds into God's ministry. And if you can't make it again, our website as well uh, give website and on our app, uh, give Givlify. Shall we pray, oh gracious Father? We come again thanking you uh, for your many blessings. We thank you for another week. Not promise. We ask you for this upcoming week for your presence, your power, and your peace. Oh God, under the sound of my voice, bless those who are hearing and listening. Thank you for allowing them another chance to come and share in your word. Bless this week feeble servant that I am. Lord, give me power and strength to preach, teach your word. Now let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in thine sight. Oh my savior, my redeemer, in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Hope God is blessing you real good this week. Uh, In the week to come, uh, we're in still Acts. uh, As some scholars call the second volume of Luke, as Dr. Luke was writing his accounts of Jesus' ministry, and then he and Paul's experiences uh, later in in Acts chapter 2, we're still calling your attention to uh, 37 verse of Acts 2 as we go through this uh, these series of chapters in Acts, we'll be on our way still through Acts even after chapter 2 uh, for a little while And uh, this series, let's get it together, been real blessed to go through it and uh, study it but acts chapter two starting with the 37th verse and we'll pick up again we were um, having such a good time last week at church i'm gonna pick up again in this and uh, probably go to our second and third points uh, in our sermons last week we didn't get a chance to get through all of that my father's taught me just cut it up and they can't preach all of it at once but uh, the Holy Spirit moves in and changes some of your deposits uh, as well. So um, we're going to cut it up and uh, break it down uh, for Sunday morning. But uh, Acts two thirty-seven, 37, we we'll read that in 37 through 41. When they heard this, they were pierced to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, Repent, and be baptized, each of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promise is for you and for your children, and for all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. With many other words he testified and strongly urged them, saying, Be saved from this corrupt generation. So those who accepted his message were baptized. And that day, about 3,000 people were added to them. Again, series title, let's get it together. Title, uh, again, for this week, part two of Is There Something the Church Can Do Now? Is there something the church uh, can do now? Last week, I told you the first part or the first point um, hearing with conviction, Peter was preaching and Jesus' ascension at the end, conclusion of chapter Luke's account, uh, led into the Acts Church, uh, Pentecost. And, uh, Peter is telling them that, uh, you need Jesus Christ in order to be saved. He was just not for the Jews. He's for the Jews and the Greeks, the male and female whomever. So at the conclusion of his sermon uh, here, uh, it says they were pierced to the heart. They were convicted. And uh, the brothers asked, what should we do? And um, that should be the question we ask now of the church and the people of God. Um, What should we do? Uh, Even in this chaotic time um, in history, um, God is still blessing us. And keeping us, and uh, what should we do, brothers? What should we do? We should still tell the world about uh, Jesus Christ, and we should co- feel convicted and compelled uh, as we recognize that Jesus is still um, in control, and uh, we need to tell the world that's dying in sin that Jesus has come. To save us. That's the thrust and the crux of Peter's sermon. And I believe every sermon that every preacher preaches should have something about Jesus as the centrality of the message. Even when we go out, um, with Jesus on our minds and hearts, we should be telling a dying world that Jesus, uh, still lives and Jesus is still in the saving business. When you realize your situation and you realize that you can't do this by yourself, Jesus should be the principal figure in everything that we do. We can't allow the devil to continue to beat us up and to hold us hostage to our past mistakes. We need to be fully concentrated in the word of God. Sometimes instead of worshiping, we allow the devil to kill our praise. Instead of um, loving Jesus, we allow the devil to cause us to hate the things of God. Instead of serving Jesus, we allow the devil to allow us to stop coming to his house and being with him. Oh, my brothers and sisters, we must recognize that As Peter said, we must recognize that Jesus is the reason why we're still here. Peter said, Repent and be baptized, each of you. That's a sermon unto itself. Um, We have to know that in order to repent, we must be in Jesus, we must have the power of Jesus. to help us to change our ways. And uh, this repent and baptize, some beliefs are repentance, uh, three different views of repentance, and penance, which we don't pay. You can't uh, earn your salvation, which some beliefs, you, right, you pay penance, and Jesus will save you. Uh, some believe to just be a penitent, Uh, which is to be sorry and uh, you just can't be sorry you can't pay for salvation and then thirdly there's a decision to make jesus lord and you must make sure that you accept jesus for yourself there's a change in your mind oh brothers and sisters uh as the greek word metanoia comes to mind a change of mind, a changed mind, that leads to a changed life. That's why Paul said in Romans that there's a renewing of your mind. There's a changed mind and a changed mind. You see, the problem with some of us and some people we come across is that, yeah, they say they're saved, but they have said they're saved, but they have not changed their life. See, when Jesus comes, he changes your action. He changes your behavior. That's why Jesus told the woman at the well, go and sin no more. Uh, repent. Go and sin no more. Repent. Go and be changed in your life. Repent. Don't allow the devil to um make you feel negative about what you've done but you try to move ahead to where god wants you to be repent and be made whole uh, we need to make sure that we're focused on jesus in all that we do uh, repentance requires a change of direction a change of turn in our Tenor, our tone, and our temperament. Jesus brings us to a closer walk uh with him. Peter, and this is Peter's sermon. This is Peter telling them that there's a call, a second point, call, uh, with warning. Repent and be baptized. He's warning them. And he's still warning us um today. In the name of Jesus, repent for the forgiveness of your sin, and you shall receive the Holy Spirit. Intellectual repentance, emotional repentance, and uh, volitional repentance, which relating to the use of one's will. We must give our will um, to the master. We must give our will um, to God. We must give our will to the Holy Spirit. That's why sometimes in that commercial says friends don't let friends drive intoxicated. Well, we shouldn't allow ourselves and our friends to feel like they in this by themselves. We are all ex-somethings and we can't worship uh, without the the unction and the gumption of Jesus Christ. And so we must make sure that when we repent, we're not repenting for man, we're repenting for Jesus so that we're not under the auspices of mankind. We're on the unction and the gumption of Jesus Christ. (laughs) So we must make sure that we understand that what Peter said back then is what's good for us, right? Now, then there's receiving with obedience. We receive for the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, as many as God will, our Lord will call. He said, Be saved from this corrupt generation. Peter, Peter, Peter does not end his evangelistic appeal to his listeners right there. He adds, Something tells you, tells them be saved from this curse. See, he knew what was going on, and actually the historical factors for this and time won't permit me to go on. But they were about to be overtaken. And the same people I told you last week that had yelled for Jesus to be murdered, yeah, were in the same crowd at Pentecost. I told you sometimes folks just just knows it. Folks, some folks just get in and stir up stuff. Some folks just uh, make it known what they are into. Peter's thrust was for them to be saved from this corrupt generation. You can stay where you are, but, and you can keep doing what you want to do, but don't try to make me believe it's right. Don't, don't, don't. You can't convince me that sin is. You can sin, uh, saved. You can, you can sin and sin uh, safely. You can. <laughs> You can't the sin um uh, of this world cannot be justified by um you going to church and claiming to be a child of God. You must be saved. So Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. You must be changed. There must be a metamorphosis that comes over you. And you can't stay in the same condition. Oh, my brothers and sisters, don't worry about what the world may say. Uh, Just put it in the hands of Jesus. Peter made it clear, you must be born, you must be saved. You must repent and be baptized. Let's get into the plan what God has for your life. Told you last week that relative um, to what we contrary rather to what we believe that um, you can't justify the ends, don't justify the means, or the means don't justify the ends. Uh, there must be a change in our hearts and our minds for whatever God has for us. First step is to give our life to Christ. You can't keep the law. That's legalism. You can't lead a good life in which the good outweighs the bad. That's moralism. There is no ritualism, which is the ceremony of keeping rituals and tradition. You can't say, don't worry because everyone is saved and there's no hell and no justice. That's universalism. But You must come into a relationship with jesus christ you can't make yourself the measure of goodness and let god endorse your own self-affirmation that's relativism that means those are the absolutes and in this world we know that there are absolutes because either you absolutely with jesus or you absolutely a sinner I don't care how much you've read about it. I don't care what you've read in them tabloids, the magazines, and the books. Yeah, scientists can't discover what Jesus uh, is to us. Politicians can't put a law on what Jesus is to us. Bankers can't pay for what Jesus is to us. Farmers can't grow what Jesus is to us. Philosophers can't debate uh, what Jesus is to us. We sure can't deny the power of what Jesus has done for us. So I ask again, From the title of the sermon, what shall we do? And I can tell you, like Peter said, repent and be baptized. Because we know that if we keep our focus on Jesus, we know there's victory at the cross because of what he did. What has he done for you lately? What has he brought you out of when you thought there was no way? What did he bring you through and made you better? Just like Peter said, repent and be baptized cause you don't know like I know. What the Lord has done for me. And if he made a way, yeah, you ought to tell somebody. If he brought you out, you ought to tell somebody. Well, if he brought you through the storm and rain, you ought to tell somebody. And that's the whole point of Peter's saying it just ain't for us. We got to tell the dying world that Jesus still lives. What has made you better is that Jesus still lives. What has brought you closer to the Lord is that Jesus still lives. Wouldn't have put a run pep in your step a glide in your stride he put joy bells in your life because jesus did and he paid it all at the cross he paid it all for you and i since he paid it all why don't you give him some praise since he paid it all Won't you give him some glory since he paid it all? Won't you say hallelujah? Thank you, Jesus. You didn't have to do it for me, but I'm so glad you did. You didn't have to set me free, but I'm so glad you did. You didn't have to make a way out, but I'm so glad you did. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Say yes, say yes, say yes. He will put running in your feet, clapping in your hand. He will make a way out of no way. Weeping may endure for a night uh, but John comes in the morning invitation is extended now if you don't know Jesus and the pardon of your sins, if you would like to get to know him better uh, and get saved, allow him to come into your life simply say this prayer, Jesus I need you in my life, I believe you died and rose again on the third day, I trust you to control my life and to enhance my future if you said that prayer uh, is as simple as abc accept believe and commit if you did that we would love to hear from you you may contact us through our email get at house or you may go simply to our website www.houseofpraisepp.org contact us and someone from our discipleship team I will get back with you with other information you need In order to begin this new life in christ we love you to life we look forward to hearing from you thank you again for listening to our podcast we hope something was said be a blessing for you and be a blessing for you this week Uh, we know that we are still in the hands of god and we will trust him to keep and deliver us bless you god bless you county line we love you to life and you can't do anything about it look forward to next week the Lord says the same we hope that you are praying and reading your word and staying true and standing on the promises of the Lord God bless you and we'll see you next week Pastor Mac out